Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. <laughs> can we please find our seats so we can make a start, please? Morning. Nice to see you, Nadia. <laughs> okay. If this is your first time here, my name is Clem. I'm part of the leadership, and I'm also married to Rob, who's sitting here at the front. Uh, a very well, warm welcome to everyone, especially if you are new here. And um, we, we do have uh, um, a welcome pack, pack uh, if you are uh, exploring the possibility of being here with us or finding out more about church. So let's have a good time this morning. Uh, our children's work will be continuing this, up this morning downstairs. And if you are new and have children uh, and you don't know where to go, please just follow the, the, um, the, the crowd. And usually you will go down uh, through the door on my right, your left. And uh, Justin this morning and the band will be leading our worship. And um, he will also let us know when the children can leave for their activities downstairs. And only um, it means to say, for me to say, we serve a God, a God who speaks to us. And uh, if you have something to share, please come and see myself and Andrew um, so we can, you can share what the Lord is telling you uh, for us individually, as well as, you know, as a church, as a whole, and you'll be using the microphone simply so people can hear what you are saying. And uh, before I hand over to Jason, um, Rob is just going to come and uh, share a word uh, for us. Thank you. So um, Saturday morning, five o'clock in the morning, I was fast asleep, and suddenly I heard my name, but it wasn't what people usually call me. I usually call Rob. It was Robert, and it was said like that. And it woke me up. And I thought, is there somebody in the house? What's going But I don't usually be called Robert, isn't it? That's the name sort of my mother would always use if I was naughty. <laughs> and I looked at Claire and she was fast asleep, so it wasn't her. So I thought, what is going on? And I just started praying and I felt the Lord was really speaking to me. I felt he was just challenging me with different things. And I felt it was something that really would help us as a church as well. So I just wrote a few things down as, as I felt God was speaking. I felt the Lord say that he wanted me to recognize his desire to have a really intimate relationship. But not just for me, but for the church, for us as a whole, for each of us. That God desires an intimate relationship with each of us. So whether it is through reading his word, or through prayer, through worship, his desire is for intimacy. So as we turn to worship this morning, let's just be aware of that. He desires to be with his people as a group as we are today, as his church, but he desires to be with each of us in different ways. So it might be through prayer, through worship, through the preach this morning. Let's just be aware of God's presence and be intimate with him. Thank, thanks, Rob. Um, in the same way as I was thinking about today, and um, who likes receiving gifts? 
I do. So uh, God was reminding me, I mean, we as human beings and as sinful as we are, do actually give people nice gifts. And God was prompting me, or the Spirit was telling me, you know, think about Luke 11, verse 13. If obviously us as a human being, as sinful as we are, actually give good gifts to people, and how much more um, God is actually prepared to give us also um, good things as well as his Holy Spirit. So let us open our eyes to see Jesus, the Son of God. Let us open our minds and heart to receive what God has for each of us this morning. Thank you. Over to Jason. Thank you, Jim. If you're willing and able, please stand. Let's start this morning by lifting up our voices and giving thanks to God. And then we'll sing. Lord, we thank you for who you are, Lord. Thank you for the freedom that we have in you, Lord Jesus. And we want to remember that this morning. We remember what you've done for us. There's so much to be thankful for. When we've had a terrible year, a terrible week, a terrible day, there's so much to be thankful for. And we want to pray, Lord, would you come, have your way in us this morning. Fix our eyes on you, we pray. Thank you, Lord.
let that settle in this morning our God is the everlasting God he's our strength when we're feeling weak he is strong he is faithful he is true he never ever fails and never ever gives up let's let that soak in this morning our strength comes from the Lord Shadows I'll sing the joy of the Lord. 
time for kids to go out through uh, that door over there if you're uh, if you're not sure where to send your kids just follow that that, that way through there lord we want to pray would you come and have your way in the children this morning as they uh, spend time together lord we pray would they meet you this morning in, in the things that they do lord whether it's just playing together or drawing or or spending time together we pray lord let them meet with you this morning thank you lord Strength when I say, I will praise you. 
Yeah, Father, we want to say uh, your joy is amazing, Lord. We love it when we know that deep-seated joy in our hearts. That deep-seated joy which comes from being at peace with you. <laughs> Knowing our sins have been resolved and forgiven. <laughs> Knowing that you are Lord and God. <laughs> that you reign on high. And you are so aware of each and every one of your children. And that we can trust you. And so when we say your joy is our strength, what we're saying is we trust you, God. We trust you in every circumstance of our lives. We trust you in every situation of our lives. And we find peace and joy in you. We say be our peace. Be our joy, Father. For those of us who are struggling to know these things today, I pray be our peace. Receive the peace of God today in Christ. Be our joy that our contentment rest in you, nothing else, no one else. Oh. Just allow the Lord to minister to you now. As we continue in worship, just allow him to speak into your heart, into your life. Allow him to strengthen you. Allow him to be your everything. Hallelujah. Amen. And sing, He lavishes grace.
taking things on our own shoulders. We speak to God and we say, Lord, have your way in me. I'm not going to do it by myself anymore. I need your help. I need your strength. I need your guiding. I can't do it alone. I need you, Lord. Let's do that this morning. Surrender control to, to God where it belongs.
sing all who are thirsty. singing Holy Spirit come let's now receive him come Lord Jesus come come Holy Spirit come that's an invitation from us I want to encourage us let's reach out and receive him and welcome him and you, you may want to hold out your arms as a, a symbol of that it may just be you need to say that in your heart Lord I want to make room in my life I want, to, I want you to come and dwell more richly in me <laughs> There's lots of different ways you can express it. Uh, you don't have to do any of those. You can express it in a completely different way. But uh, why not just welcome his Holy Spirit? He's here. wants to come. wants to come and dwell in us, to fill us, to strengthen us, to draw us closer to our Father and remind us what we, who we are, love children of God. Just welcome him. He wants to come and bring peace for those who lack peace. <laughs> joy he wants to come and restore joy where joy's been robbed from us just receive receive and welcome the spirit thank you father thank you you're here thank you your spirit's moving in this place we welcome you come and fill us afresh 
Receive, receive, receive more of his Holy Spirit. Receive him. Thank you, Lord. You may, you may, you may even want to just say thank you. If you know, just know you're receiving him by faith. You say thank you. I receive your spirit. I receive your spirit. Thank you, Father. about the banging just keep receiving not sure what the technical issue is we love you Lord we worship you we delight ourselves in you dwell richly in us we ask You be glorified, Lord. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. We surrender ourselves to you. Hallelujah. 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 We're, I think, going to press into the word. And Chris is going to come and speak to us. Let's uh, take our seats, band. Thank you so much. Good morning. My grandfather was a fun person to be with. He's on the left of that picture. You probably can't see it very clearly. Although he died when I was 12 years old, my abiding memory of him is his sense of humour. There we are. I'm sitting next to him. He made me laugh. He would tease, he would make jokes. He would pull funny faces, you know, he'd play little tricks, and actually, especially at mealtimes, which I loved, but which actually my grandmother didn't always find very funny. <laughs> you know, it's his humour that I remember. That's the recollection that stays with me. Our series this term is looking at Jesus and... And week by week, uh, we're aiming to see uh, what we can learn from Jesus uh, about how he lived, what he taught, uh, his attitudes and relationships, his patterns of life and so on. And today we're looking at Jesus and abiding. What do we mean by abiding? I mean, abiding is not a word, actually, that we use so much nowadays. Uh, possibly we talk about an abiding memory one that stays with me, something that endures, like my abiding memory of my grandfather that's remained with me since he died. Or then there's the traditional Christmas carol in which we sing of shepherds in the fields abiding. That's where their life is. That's where they remain. That's where they may be found. Uh, or, or thirdly, perhaps... Perhaps you, uh, 
you might think of the 19th century hymn, Abide With Me. Actually, that's a cry to God to stay close and to continue with me as life draws to a close. To remain with me. To remain with me in death as he has done in life. You know, you see, abiding isn't for a moment. It's not fleeting. It's enduring and continuing. So, let's have a look and see what Jesus said about abiding or remaining. I'm going to use the word remain, actually, because the word abide isn't, isn't used so commonly nowadays. We pick up the story where Jesus knows he's only got a few hours left with his disciples. It's shortly before being betrayed and abandoned. It's before being mistreated and cruelly crucified. It's before Jesus, out of his deep love for us and his care, surrenders his life for us to die in our place, to deal with our sin and to give us hope and to give us certainty for the future. Jesus has already spent three years with the disciples and they've laughed and they've learned and they've debated and they've shared together. And in these final hours, Jesus' focus is to prepare and equip these friends for the future. Now, as he has done so throughout his time with them, Jesus uses a picture to explain the point he wants them to understand. One of the disciples, John, uh, records this in the Gospel where Jesus uses the metaphor of a vine. He describes himself as a vine. He says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away uh, and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you. Ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so I've loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. And I've told you this, so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. So Jesus says, remain in me as I also remain in you. In other words, stick with me, stay rooted in me, live with me, rest on me. I'm sticking with you. And this sounds good. It sounds comforting. It doesn't sound particularly controversial. 
So, what did Jesus do? I mean, what did he actually do in practice to work this out? How was Jesus able to behave and respond as he did in the situations that he faced? You may recall when he was thirsty in the heat of the day. He had time and insight to speak with truth and respect to a woman at the well. Or actually, when he was faced with trick questions set to trap him, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar? And he sees through their duplicity. And with words of wisdom, he responds, we'll give back to Caesar what is Caesar's, but give to God what is God's. Or when he was tired and he's been teaching and healing the crowds, yet he still has the inner strength and resources and compassion to meet the needs of others, like feeding 5,000 people. He seems to know when to speak and when to stay silent. He seems to know how to resist temptation. He has peace to sleep through a storm. And then he has the authority to calm it. So throughout the four gospel accounts of Jesus' life, I think we see five hallmarks. Firstly, the Spirit. From the moment of his baptism, Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit. Secondly, the Word. Jesus was familiar with God's Word. He uses scripture, he quotes it, and he applies it. And then there's prayer. On numerous occasions throughout the Gospels, we read of Jesus praying or withdrawing quietly to pray, sharing, exchanging intimate thoughts and feelings with the Father. Mark says that very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. And then there's worship. Well, Jesus went to the synagogues regularly in the towns where he stayed or through which he was passing. And he joined the great throngs at the temple in Jerusalem for festivals and celebrations. And then actually we get a little glimpse at the Last Supper. Matthew records that when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Worship was part of Jesus' life. And fellowship. We know that Jesus had disciples around him. He discussed with them. He asked them questions. Who do people say the Son of Man is? But what about you? And they had time together privately to ask him questions. Mark says that they withdrew, Jesus withdrew with his disciples to be on the lake. And later he talks about them. Because so many people were coming and going, they didn't even have a chance to eat. He said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. They had time together. Good. So what do these mean for us? Well, first of all, the Holy Spirit. Now, you may have heard it said before, but let me say it again. The Holy Spirit 
is not given just for special people, for somehow elite Christians. He isn't given for special occasions, for those times when we're participating in some particular church initiative. Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever. Forever. The Spirit of Truth. And the Holy Spirit brings qualities of God into our lives. The fruit of his presence in our lives is love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. To receive the Holy Spirit in our lives, we don't have to deserve him, or we can't deserve him. We only have to ask. I prepared this before I heard what Clem said earlier, but Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? So therefore, let us keep on asking, let us keep on receiving, let us keep on seeking, let us keep on thanking him, and keep on asking, and keep on surrendering, and keep on welcoming his spirit. So, if you would welcome a replenishing of the Holy Spirit within you today, in a few minutes' time, there'll be people who'll be very pleased to pray with you. Let me come on to the word. In Luke's Gospel, we read that Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit, uh, left the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, where for 40 days he was tempted by the devil. And it was there that Jesus used God's word to resist temptation. When he faced the deception of temptation, he reverted to scripture and he quoted it, bringing truth to combat the lies of the tempter. Now, to do that, Jesus had to be familiar with God's word. And in the same way, I'll be stronger, I'll be equipped, I will be enriched if I remain familiar with God's word. So, if you would welcome support to regularly connect with God's Word, well, here at Harvest Church, we have life groups. They meet during the week. And there we seek to discover together and to apply what God's Word says. And we also have discipleship triplets seeking the same aim. Or individually, maybe it would be helpful to connect with a Bible reading plan using a resource like the Bible app or others. And I can recommend Bible in One Year uh, from the Reverend Nicky Gumbel, taking us step-by-step through the Bible each day. And there are organisations like Waverley Abbey and Scripture Union that publish daily Bible reading notes. 
So if you'd like to follow up in this area, please come and ask, ask me. Or have a chat with Nikki Gallagher. She works with uh, Waverley Abbey, and she's got notes, she's got loads of them available. Nikki, give us a wave. Uh, that you can take away today. Prayer. Jesus says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, then ask whatever you wish, it'll be given to you. So let's draw close to the heart of God. Let's share our hearts with God. And practically, well, on our own, Jesus sought times to be alone in solitude with the Father. So similarly, let's intentionally seek out moments of honest intimacy, of just me or just you and the Father. And together as well. Well, with others we can encourage one another and we can spur one another on. Jesus will be with us in these times. He promises that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. So if you would welcome help in the discipline of prayer, I've got some suggestions. I mean, for individuals, how about some of the resources that are available, uh, like Lectio 365 and the prayer uh, app and PrayerMate apps and other resources from 24-7 prayer? Uh, and we gather together here at Harvest Church on the first Tuesday evening of, uh, of each month for an hour of structured prayer together. And each Wednesday morning, there's an opportunity to meet online for 25 minutes to start the day reflecting on some words from the Bible, being still in prayer, taking a few minutes to soak in the Lord's presence at the start of the day. Then worship. We've seen how worship was a part of Jesus' lifestyle. Now in our Sunday meetings, we're well served by our musicians week after week. But what about away from this time on a Sunday morning? Well nowadays, there's easy access to worship music of all styles from many locations. A generation ago, it would have been compact discs of worship music to play in the home or in the car. Now, of course, we've got streamed music uh, through services like Spotify and on platforms like YouTube. So, if you would welcome being part of an extended time of worship with others, we've got our encounter evening uh, with worship. The next one's on the 5th of November, two Sundays' time. Or tap into online resources like those that I've mentioned. And also remember that our, our Sunday morning meetings are recorded, including the worship, and they're available on our website. So resources such as these are a practical way to help us to be intentional in making worship part of our lives throughout the week. And then fifthly, fellowship. 
So we've read that Jesus and his disciples withdrew and spent time together sharing and asking questions and discussing. So if you'd welcome the support and encouragement of other Christians, chewing over life's questions and and sharing experiences and praying for each other and building one another up, as I've mentioned, there are opportunities to be part of a life group or a discipleship triplet or Wednesday morning online. And again, if you want help to connect with any one of these, then please use our Connect card, contact the office, come and ask. So as a finish, I'd just like to add a comment for those like me for whom actually this isn't new. Those who've actually heard it before, and it's really quite familiar, because we've been on the journey of life with Jesus for quite a long time. Well, firstly, let's thank God and let's celebrate this. But secondly, let's persevere. Let's remain rooted in God today. Paul writes to the Christians in Philippi, One thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal. So let's keep persevering. Let's keep remaining. Finally, a couple of weeks ago, Andrew spoke from the same passage in John chapter 15. He talked about Jesus and fruitfulness And this week we've looked at Jesus and abiding or remaining in him. Andrew reminded us that to be fruitful, we need to remain in Jesus. Today, we're simply looking at this the other way around. Because Jesus says that if we remain in him, we will be fruitful and that to the Father's glory. Amen. We're going to spend some time over the next few minutes remembering and celebrating what Jesus has done and is doing for us through his death on the cross, through his resurrection, and as he sits at the right hand of God interceding for us. And we do this through sharing communion together. Our pattern here is to have bread and grape juice uh, available on tables in four places around the room. If Jesus is your Lord, whether or not you're part of Harvest Church, we invite you to come and join us as we share these symbols which remind us of Jesus' love and sacrifice and victory. And as we do so, as we're all moving around to the tables, the band will be playing, and also there'll be an opportunity for praying together. So over towards that corner of the room, there'll be people available to pray. So if you would welcome prayer for replenishing of the Holy Spirit within you, for a blossoming of those fruit 
of the Spirit, or for strength to remain in Jesus through the circumstances and challenges of everyday life. Or maybe even it's something that was raised last week or the week before, and actually now you'd like to follow that through in prayer. Then please come, there'll be folk who will be ready to pray. Jesus described himself as the vine. He also spoke of himself as the bread of life. Jesus declared, I am the bread of life, and whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Whoever comes to me, I will never drive away. Everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. When he gathered with the bread and the wine with the disciples. He took the cup, he blessed it, and he said, take this and pass it among you. As for me, I'll not drink wine again until the kingdom of God arrives. Taking bread, he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, this is my body, it's given for you. Eat it in my memory. And he did the same with the cup after supper. He said, this cup is the new covenant written in my blood. Blood poured out for you. Before we move to the tables, may I pray. Father God, we've seen some of the ways that Jesus chose to remain close to you, his heavenly Father. And we've seen that a consequence of us remaining in Jesus is that we will bear much fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the life you offer us through him. And please would you help us day by day to desire and to choose to remain being filled with the Holy Spirit, to remain immersed in your word, to remain prayerful on all occasions to remain in worship in all circumstances and to remain in fellowship with other Christians. And all this to your glory, Father. Amen. So please come and share together. And could I ask some also to come over to pray with us as we're over at the side. Stand if you're able.
Hello. Thank you, Chris. Um, while we're taking bread and the wine um, and praying for each and every one of us, I would like to pray for somebody specifically. I feel somebody, uh, this may apply either to you in, or uh, somebody you're aware of. Uh, somebody here may be having sons of pancreatitis um, or having a very, very, very bad tummy pain. So if that's you, the Lord will come forward. Um, we would like to pray for you specifically for that. Thank you. And if you're able, we're going to sing How Great the Chasm. How great the chasm that lay between us. How high the mountain I could not climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name. Who could imagine so great a 
If you want to take a seat just for a moment, Fiona's going to come and share a quick testimony. Yeah, just a quick testimony that fits into what Chris was saying. Um, about 40 days ago, Tom and I saw this thing online of this 40-day challenge of um, picking up your Bible before you pick up your phone in the morning. And we have pretty much stuck to it. There's been a couple of days we haven't managed it, but... Um, We've gotten up earlier and we are not morning people. Let me just say that. <laughs> Whenever anyone did test me like this, I'm like, oh, don't tell me to get up earlier. You know, but we've got up earlier. Um, we've actually decided we wouldn't use our Bibles on our phones because it was Bible before phone. We'd use actual Bibles. Um, so we've got up, got dressed, and read our Bibles together before going on our phones. And I can honestly say it's been such a profound effect on our lives. We've prayed together in the morning as well. We've both seen like amazing things happening. Um, like in my first week of it, I offered to pray for my head teacher, my boss, um, and she said yes. And you know, I prayed for her. She cried. You know, it was like amazing, and you know, just gave me an extra boldness. And I'm not like normally when God says to me, "Oh, go pray for that person," I'm like. Okay, no, I just won't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, just I do really encourage you to maybe, um, yeah, get up a little bit earlier and read an actual Bible as well because it actually does make a difference. So, yeah. Brilliant. And uh, I just want to link to that, highlight uh, these Every Day with Jesus. They start on the 1st of November. There's loads of them over on the table there. They're free, I think. Yeah, they're free. Uh, thank you. And uh, so, you know, if you want something to help you to read the Bible, do pick one of those up. There's lots of them. So uh, that's great. We're uh, just wrapping things up uh, for this morning. But if uh, you're sitting here and you're thinking, 
oh, I think I've missed it. I really want prayer. That's fine. Come to the front or, or, or head over into that corner. There'll be folks available still to pray with you if you'd like someone to pray with you. So don't miss the opportunity to grab hold of it. A couple of uh, quick bits of news I want to share just to, uh, that really remind us. This Thursday, we've got one of our coffee mornings happening uh, here in the Maltings, 10.30 to 11.30. It is a great opportunity for fellowship. One of the things Chris was just talking about. It's a wonderful way of connecting with other people, enjoying time with each other. But this month, it's also half term. So we're hoping lots of children are going to come. So parents or grandparents, you may want to bring your children with you as well. And that's fine. Uh, we'll have lots of cake and uh, stuff to eat, stuff to drink. So uh, come, rock, come rock up here. It's in the cafe area, 10.30 on uh, Thursday. Two final other things. Uh, we've been having a gift week. Uh, we'll tell you more about the result of that probably in the next week. But I just want to highlight if you've missed the opportunity to respond on the gift week, there are these cards on the table over there you can pick up. Uh, and similarly, there are giving envelopes and a box there you can put these in if you've uh, missed that opportunity. The final one is just to remind us that next Sunday everything's an hour later because the clocks go back. So don't forget. Uh, next Sunday, the clocks go back. We'll look forward to catching up with you in the week, hopefully at the coffee morning or other things, and uh, then next Sunday. Thanks for being with us.